Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. You heard my recorded introduction. We're back for two hours of fun in the sun. Actually, uh, we have some sun now. We just came through a hurricane what was it, Nicole? Yeah. And uh, we're in good shape. Boy, is your life as exciting as ours? I mean, I, we got hurricanes, we got COVID, we got uh, the war in Ukraine, we got inflation, elections. Uh, what a wild town. I'm telling you, the whole, the whole country, the whole world is going nuts. And the car dealers are the nuttiest of all, and that's why we're here. We're here to help you uh, navigate the uh, around car dealers to purchase a new car or used car, lease maybe, um, maintain, repair. And uh, we're kind of a, we're in the 21st century. Uh, I say we, everybody except car dealers. Car dealers are still operating like they did 100 years ago, shortly after Henry Ford invented the uh, assembly line. And uh, we have mass-produced automobiles. And we have a dealer network, car dealers, and they are entrenched uh, in what they do. They're entrenched in the 19th and 20th century <laughs> is where they are. I mean, they're still selling the horses. It's haggling, it's trading, it's, it's uh, negotiating. I mean, can you imagine any other product that you buy if you had to go through what you have to go through when you buy a car? Now, uh, we've got the worst of all situations with all the other issues we, we have with the microchip shortage, uh, uh, we've got the precious metal shortage. We've got the war in Ukraine. Um, uh, we have the economy issue with the inflation, high interest rates. And car dealers are thriving. I mean, you would think that uh, it would have hit them harder. But uh, even though the manufacturers can't build as many cars and they can't ship as many cars, the dealers have figured out a unique solution. They just keep increasing the price. So if they only get one car, if they sell it for $10 million, I'm exaggerating slightly, but car dealers are selling their cars for thousands over sticker, MSRP. I mean, if you'd have said this to me two years ago, I'd say you're smoking something because nobody's going to pay thousands of dollars over MSRP. People back, the educated consumer, a couple of years ago would not even consider paying MSRP. Today, if you find a dealer that will sell you a car, new car for MSRP, it's a steal. So here we are, and uh, to help you, every morning when Nancy Stewart, my co-host, sitting next to me here in the studio, uh, every morning when we drive into the station, uh, we talk about, well, what are we going to talk about today? What are we, you know, what, did you see anything in the paper, automotive news, uh, Wall Street Journal? Uh, is there anything, New York Times? And then I, when we finally start yakking, we say, you know, what we're going to talk about is what 
the people that call the show want to talk about because that's why we're here. And fortunately, because we're doing such a good job, I guess, in reaching out, we're having, uh, you know, we're having calls from all over. I mean, uh, and I'm probably jinxing myself because we love the calls, but uh, we have calls for, for two hours. And it's your comments, uh, <clears throat> constructive criticism, or even unconstructive. <laughs> we take any kind of criticism or advice you might have to offer. Uh, we answer your questions. And remember this. Are we get hung up on buying and selling, uh, leasing, I should say. But maintaining and repairing is very important. I, I always go remind you we have Rick Kearney here in the studio, along with Earl Stewart, me, and my son Stu, and my wife Nancy. Uh, Rick Kearney is a certified master diagnostic technician, and uh, he's on top of what he does. He's, uh, he's, he's not fixing cars the way he did 20 years ago, because cars are totally different. And uh, they're computers, rolling computers is what they are. And they're going to get more and more computerized as time goes by. But if you have a problem in your car, call 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And uh, you can ask for Rick. Um, you can pose your question. Something that you don't want to take in to get fixed because you don't want to go into a car dealer. I get that. That's why we're here. You might be able to get a diagnosis right here on the telephone. If you want to text us, you can text us at 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. But even better than that, Rick Kearney monitors YouTube. So you go to youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And you can talk directly to Rick. You post on YouTube. And uh, you can even send an attachment, audio clip, video clip. That's really helpful if you can do that. And uh, say, hey, my car does this, it does that. Do I need to take it in? How much is it going to cost? Uh, if I don't get it fixed, is it going to get any worse? Blah, blah, blah. You know all the questions you have. Those same questions that you have if you go into the car dealer, it's going to cost you a couple thousand dollars. Maybe you get by here with nothing. So... Um, youtube.com forward slash rolling cars or just call us at 877-960-9960 now uh, we have coming up on every show sometimes I forget to mention this I you know we've done it for so many years uh, it's automatic mystery shopping report um, when I explain it to people uh, that haven't heard about it that's when I get excited because when I explain it I say, you know, that's really cool. You know, I mean, we do it every every week, and we've been doing it for years and years. We've done thousands, I guess, of these mystery shopping reports. We send uh, an undercover agent out, obviously, with not identifying their real name, and they go in and they pretend to buy or lease a car, and they go into a real dealership, and, uh, you know, we get a report. I mean, they're in there for maybe an hour. And they go through all the same stuff that you go through when you try to go and buy or lease a car. And they report exactly what happens. I mean, it's a 60 minutes kind of Mike Wallace thing. It's a name names. We name the salesman. We name the dealership. We tell you exactly what happened. If they broke the law, we say they broke the law. Now, let me tell you something, folks. If you accuse somebody of breaking the law, and you're not being sincere about this, and you're not right about that, and they could prove you're not right about that, you're in serious trouble. 
I mean, that's libel or slander, whichever form of comment it may be. So we've been doing this for 20 years, never been sued. We tell the truth. Truth is a perfect defense against libel and slander. But we will have such a report at the end of the show. Um, it'll be, you know, last uh, half hour of the show, two hours, uh, we're on for two hours. Last half hour, we do our mystery shopping report. Stu Stewart, uh, my son, is sitting across from me. He's, uh, he's in charge of that. He has uh, our current outstanding mystery shopper. Uh, her pseudonym is Agent Lightning. And boy, does she do a job. I'm telling you, she is dynamite. And we've had several mystery shopping reports over the years. I got to say, she's the best of the best. And, uh, you know, yeah, sooner or later, we're going to have to add another re, uh, mystery shopper report because she, she's hitting a lot of different dealerships. <coughs> she goes to such a wide, she goes all the way to uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Tennessee. I mean, so she spreads out wide enough where she can go back and hit another dealership twice. Uh, typically, she's gone in before because they have her name in the computer, but they've never busted her yet. I always get nervous when they go to the computer to get her. Yeah. Because you think they have but, their mystery shopper. Do not call the police. Do <laughs> not, you know. I don't think so because, you know, there's, first of all, when we read the report, it's sometimes several days, sometimes weeks removed. Yeah. It's not exactly, these don't happen uh, on Friday. Yeah, we're probably not as important as we think we are. Yeah, and, you know, with, in, in a busy uh, dealership, and, and I can just uh, tell you, uh, speaking from our experience, um, we have a lot of people that come in all the time and never buy cars. And oh, sure. they're not mystery shoppers. They just, you know, put take a longer com- time. Put them in the computer. Yeah, and- sometimes it takes people years to make finally make a decision. Yeah. We have an old-time customer who, who just bought a used Highlander from us. Yeah. And I, w- I just fell out of my chair when I found out. He fi- it had, yeah. has been really, made nearly a decade yeah. <laughs> that he's been shopping. <laughs> but it happens. I respect so, what you're saying. Yeah. But I, at this moment. You still get nervous. I have the chills and I go, shh. <laughs> Well, we have to be. But We're, that was a good question, interrupting you for a moment, Earl. Uh, or what Earl said, he made a statement. He said the, you know, Agent Lightning might be in the dealership for an hour doing this mystery shop. Is it about an hour, or is it more than that? Uh, it depends. Sometimes she's been in and out pretty quick, and then sometimes it gets dragged out. Um, they, they, send, they tend to be pretty quick. I think they, they tend to be about an hour to an hour and a half is what the yeah. average shop is, but sh- she's been there longer, and she's also been in there about 45 minutes, too. Yeah, good point. Okay, get back to, back to the important thing about how to reach us, because you make the show. That's just not a cliche. We don't say that to make you feel good. The fact is, you do make the show. I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we learn things from you, I'm, uh, uh, particularly on YouTube. Uh, Rick's got some callers, or YouTubers, or whatever you want to call them. And I, I'm telling you, uh, a couple of them there, they are really good. I mean, they correct us. Because we are wrong, we make mistakes, and uh, they they uh, give us uh, suggestions that don't occur to us. And we've got textures. Anne Marie is one of the famous textures. Uh, she will text, and Sue will pick that up. She is incredible. She comes up with some of the most amazing observations and suggestions. One of the uh, venues that I haven't mentioned yet this morning is our anonymous contact uh, way to reach us. Uh, uh, a way that you can. Say anything you want to us. You can make a suggestion. You can chew us out. You can you can uh, uh, ask a question. Uh, I mean, anything you want to do. We just don't know who you are. And I, the more I think about it, the more I hear it. Privacy is becoming so important. It used to bother me because I figure 
you know, if you if you can't look me in the face and tell me uh, I don't want to talk to you, I mean, that kind of a belligerent attitude. The fact of the matter is, that's not right. Well, not, anonymity is really good. Think about it. Uh, the, the hotline uh, when you call the police. I mean, if you've got a really nasty guy out there doing some bad stuff, uh, you don't want to have your name in the newspaper saying that, and your address, and your in your picture saying that we got the information to try to find this really bad guy from this person. So I understand privacy. So use this anonymous feedback number if you want your privacy. Your anonymousfeedback.com. It's not a number. It's a web address. It's a URL. Your anonymousfeedback.com. A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. Feedback. Your anonymousfeedback.com. And, uh, who can't track you? And this is not a Mickey Mouse thing either. It's not a link that we just came up with. This is a, a lot of blue chip companies use this. Uh, Adobe is one that comes to mind. I think uh, uh, Google. I mean, there are a lot of really cool companies out there. They like to get feedback from their customers too, but also from their employees. I mean, think about it. Wouldn't it be cool if you work for a company, my company, uh, my dealership, uh, we use this there. So if we have anybody that works here, we have a, about 150 employees. And, uh, uh, you know, like Rick Kearney works for me. If Rick wanted to say some really nasty stuff about me, he could do your anonymous feedback. And he could call me any kind of a name or anything he wanted to do. I mean, not the fact that he would do it, but it, it makes people feel good to know they could do it. I mean, because we have no, you know, anybody can get me. I mean, anybody can call me or call Stu uh, and, and not be identified and make an observation yeah. about our company uh, you know, or about our radio show. Interrupt you for a second. Let's go back to the, our residence and uh, at a time when uh, we had people calling us prospective customers, customers at 6 a.m. And uh, at times they weren't saying, well, such nice things. But then we moved on and progressed, and they were calling to compliment us. That's when we had a landline. Okay. So there we go. We've got 877-960-9960. That is our old-fashioned phone. And I always say Nancy monitors it. She has a laptop. And she'll see your name, where you're calling from, and we prioritize that. We will stop whatever we're doing, like what I'm doing now. I'm yakking, or we might have a, a reading an article or whatever. Whatever we're doing, we go to telephone calls uh, for two reasons. First of all, we love the personal nature of the call, but we also only have five lines, and we don't want to keep you waiting. So please call our regular phone number. That's our preferred line, 877 877- Nine six zero nine nine sixty, or you can use your text seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. I'll flip the phone, uh, the phone, the mic over to Nancy Stewart, my co-host. You've heard her uh, earlier, and uh, she is monitoring uh, the regular phone line, but she also is a female advocate, and that's uh, her really special function on this show is to build our female audience. We really want more women out there to call in. And we've got it. We've got it uh, pretty much to 50-50. So if you're a woman, Nancy wants you to call in, and she'll explain that to you. We do. Good morning, everyone. And uh, as you can feel and hear, yes, feel through the lines, the energy, great energy that goes on right here in the studio. We're here to 
make you feel good and give you the truth, which will make you feel good. Uh, We're here to motivate and inspire. But most of all, we want to thank all of you, all of you for being part of the show here, Earl Stewart on Cars. And for the ladies, I have $50 for the first two new lady callers. The first two new lady callers, $50. Give us a call. Uh, Let us know how your, well, your transaction went, whether or whether you had service, uh, whether you have to wait maybe hmm, too late, uh, excuse me, uh, too long for a vehicle, anything at all. uh, Just give us a call. And our platform, it has definitely grown with the ladies. And uh, I have some, uh, I have some news about shortages. Um, I was thinking this morning as I came in, um, and remembered how my phone was blown up by politics. Am I glad it's over? Ah, I'm glad that voting is over. And we, I'm sad to say, don't have, we don't have a shortage of politicians. And uh, they're the ones that we're depending upon again. And we hope that they can hear our voices. That's Attorney Ashley Moody. That's Governor Ron DeSantis. And uh, if you're listening, listen to us loud and clear. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, as Earl said, your anonymous feedback.com. We're going to go with the phones right off, and we're going to talk to Tim, who's calling us from Stewart. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. Um, I, last year, I had a, a through a time belt on a, a Volkswagen 2010 Volkswagen Passat, and I took it to an old mechanic friend of mine, and uh, he dropped a new engine in there, and it was working fine, still running fine. But now I'm getting this uh, uh, engine pressure seal uh, light that keeps coming on, to turn the engine off, and you know, and it keeps flashing. And uh, but I took it to a guy, and he said if it was your rear engine seal, you'd have oil blasting out of you know. At, where the engine meets the transmission, and that's not the case. So I'm, I'm a little bewildered about, uh, you know, seeing what the cause is, all see what the remedy is. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at this. I, I went online, and they said that they have this uh, something you can put in your oil that uh, seals it from the inside, uh, an engine seal liquid or something. So um, just, uh, that's why I was calling the professionals, you guys. Uh, right off the bat, I never recommend any sort of additional, uh, any chemicals, additives like that. Uh, Generally, they wind up causing more harm than good. My recommendation is find a good qualified Volkswagen mechanic, somebody that knows those systems. Uh, It could be as simple as the, uh, the crankcase valve starting to plug up and building too much pressure there. Um, yeah, that, that's that's something I, I would be looking for somebody that knows Volkswagens a lot better. Uh, okay. I'm really not up on the German cars myself. My first thing that I'd recommend is Volkswagen is one of those kind of like Jeep. They've got a really great following. I would look online for local forums and talk to owners online and find out who they take their cars to for repairs. They will give you some of the best recommendations for a local technician for you. Okay, thank you. Because know, I took it to one guy, and he said, sell it. <laughs> so, 
he said, clean it up and sell it. So, and then I took it to another guy. He said, I'll drop the transmission, but, you know, that's $100 an hour. It's a 10-hour job. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Okay, well, what I'll do is I'll thank, thanks for the information. I'll check around and I'll go online. Thanks for thinking of us, Tim. Give us a call again. Thanks for helping. Very You're welcome. welcome. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Wow, we have a doozy of a mystery shopping report, so you want to stay tuned for that. A mystery shop comes from a Greco Ford, Delray Beach, Florida. It's going to be, well, hang on to your hats. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, let's check uh, with Stu and... Uh, we have any text over there, students? We do. We have a big one waiting for us from Anne-Marie. Um, Anne-Marie says, good morning and hallelujah. Uh, Jalopnik.com reports that a team of Swedish engineers has finally developed a seat evaluation tool, a.k.a. crash dummy, designed on the body of the average woman. The tool is 162 centimeters, which is 5 feet 3 inches tall, and it's 62 kilograms, which is 136.4 pounds. Uh, that's about the size of my wife. Um, this tool was developed by a team led by Dr. Astrid Lindler, Linder, Director of Traffic Safety at the Swedish National Road and Transport, Transport Research Institute. This crash test dummy was developed because females are typically shorter and lighter than males, and they respond differently in a car crash. Now that this tool has been created, legislators will need to tweak their testing requirements and force its use. Right now, there is no legal requirement for car safety tests for rear impact collisions. Uh, to be carried on anything other than the average man under current EU and the U.S. testing regulations. By the way, uh, crash test dummies based on males have been around since 1949. That's 73 years. The first child size mannequin came along in 1994. Uh, there was even a crash test moose used in testing earlier this year. <laughs> but there hasn't been a representative female human crash test dummy until now. Uh, in the past, they just used a scaled-down version of a male test unit, roughly in line with the proportions of a 12-year-old girl. Um, and, this is, and there's an additional editorial comment, comment from this show's listener, a.k.a. Anne-Marie. Uh, note to car manufacturers and insurance companies. Female musculature and bone structure differs from males. Females buy and drive at least half the vehicles out there, and we would like to be protected as well as the males have been. Thank you. No, thank you, Emory. <laughs> thank you very much, Emory. I can't imagine why somebody doesn't jump on that with both feet. I'm, a, I'm telling you, imagine an auto manufacturer that yeah, says Ford says we yeah, we test everybody. Yeah, we te- we test females. I mean, you know, if you're a female, you buy that car. I mean, all you got to do, uh, all you got to do is say the competition uses male dummies. Therefore, it's unsafe for a female, relatively speaking. Uh, I, I yeah, so that's why. happening in Sweden. So, um, what a what a, gr- a great story! Or if it's going to be the EU, I don't know if it's just going to be in Sweden or the entire European Union. If it's the entire European Union, that's going to have a big impact on all manufacturers. Um, I mean, I've, they could have European versions of their cars, but if they're going to test their cars. They might yeah. as well get some of those uh, female crash test dummies. Yeah, for sure. And the Seat reason evaluation tools exactly. And the reason for that is because twenty to twenty eight percent. Uh, more women more likely. get killed. Yeah, much, okay, it's a much likely yeah. to get killed um, in an accident. And boy, we've been kicking this around for so long. Yeah. Anne Marie, I can't thank you enough. I think the what uh, a great Swedish ambassador text. has been listening to the show. 
I think so. <laughs> well, they started. They started out with the male dummies, and and they said back in the uh, '40s, when the '40s, right. women didn't know how to drive. Right. And so, but moose moose did. So then they developed a moose dummy immediately <laughs> after they did the men. You know, and moose, you know, they had a moose dummy before a, a female dummy. I have a feeling right. they developed a moose dummy so they could drive the car into it to see what would happen to the car. I, I really think that they need to fine tune this a little more. I, I don't like the numbers that you uh, that Anne Marie shared yeah. about the five foot three, so on and so on. I'm five foot three and I'm 114 pounds. You know where that leaves me? Airborne. <laughs> well, you're just a little bit smaller than the dummy. And, pardon me? You're just a little bit smaller than the dummy. Well, let's get rid of the moose and let's con- concentrate on the women right. because there are more women on moose. the road. It was a female moose. <laughs> uh, did you say female? I'm not sure. Okay. Female moose? We have more text unless we have any phone calls. Thanks again, Ann Marie. <laughs> Um, this one's for Rick. Uh, it comes comes in from Bob. He says, "Good morning. My question is: What are the absolute absolute best disc brake pads in reference to durability and brake dust accumulation?" Hmm. Uh, I would stick with factory brand pads, made for your car and designed for it. And I would definitely stick with what are known as ceramic brake pads versus the semi-metallic or the metallic pads. Semi-metallic and metallic pads will wear the brake rotors a lot more. And brake pads, of course, they're all going to create dust. You're always going to be cleaning them. But I'd rather put up with a little more dust and replacing brake pads that are about, eh, depending on where you get them, 50 to $75 for a set of brake pads versus 150 to $200 for each rotor. That, that makes a lot of economic sense. Okay, Google, best of the best brake pads. Uh, there's the, these are the five best. Adelco, Bosch, B-O-S-C-H. They make a fine washing machine. <coughs> Akibono, sounds Japanese. Which is what Toyota uses. Akibono. Akibono. Stoptech, S-T-O-P-T-C-H. And last, Wagner. So there you have the top five brake pads. Adelco, Bosch, Akibono. There we go. Stoptech. And Wagner. And and Consumer Reports does not rate brake pads. Yeah, sounds like a law firm. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, well, I'm going to interrupt you for a minute, Stu. We're going to go back to the phones where Tim's holding in Jupiter. Good morning, Tim. Hey, folks. How are you doing this morning? We're great. Thank you for calling. Good. Well, thank, how, how does it get any better than getting up on a Saturday and listening to a lively discussion of crash test dummies? <laughs> there you go. That's why I woke up this morning. <laughs> and don't forget, yeah. moose. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Meese. Hey, I've got a question. I've, uh, I've called once or twice in the past. You guys, uh, nothing recently. You guys have always been helpful. Uh, I've got a, a 2019 uh, Jeep Cherokee Latitude. That's got about 50,000 miles on it. Uh, we were driving home the other night, almost ready to pull in the driveway, and I felt a little bit of a, a hitch or tug, and uh, the check engine light came on, and three other lights came on. Uh, one of the one of the park brake lights, um, I think it was electronic stability control uh, uh, activation or malfunction, and one other light. I didn't take a picture of the of the, uh, of the dash. I should have. But we, we took it over to a well-known franchise auto repair shop here in Jupiter. Uh, they charged me 150 bucks for the diagnostic. And 
said that uh, there's a, some kind of a sensor problem, and I didn't, I didn't get the specifics on it. They thought they had one. <clears throat> Turns out they had to order one. This, this all was about November 1st. They said, well, it'll be in about the 10th. But they said that, you know, the vehicle's okay to drive, but we didn't want to drive it a lot. Um, drove it a few times. Those same lights came on, and we had a slight problem with the power steering after we started the car up. But when the car was moving, you know, there were, there were no issues other than those lights were on the, uh, on the dash. And then um, a couple days ago, and, and the sensor's still not in. We've called them a, a couple times to follow up. A couple days ago, <clears throat> miraculously, I guess, um, uh, three of the lights, you know, started the vehicle, check engine light came on, but those three other warning lights were off, <clears throat> drove the car a little bit, uh, came home. The next day we started the car again, uh, and this was a, now a, a day or two ago, no check engine light, <clears throat> so everything was fine, the car felt fine. Uh, I. I turned it on this morning, uh, drove around the block again, you know, no problems. So I'm, I'm wondering if we should still go, they wanted, I don't know, close to 200 bucks for that sensor and the labor. Um, I, I'm wondering if these things can kind of just resolve themselves, reset themselves. You know, should I cancel uh, this little fix with the sensor or should I go ahead with it? What do you guys think? Actually, without knowing exactly what part they were recommending, it's kind of a, a gray area, hard to really give you a definitive answer there. Um, but what happens is if, a, if the computer system in the car detects a problem with a sensor or an actuator, a valve or something, and then that problem goes away, like we've seen valves, uh, switching valves that will get stuck for a moment or two, or a sensor that may have a little bit of debris on the sensor, and then it clears itself and the problem goes away and if the computer sees over a certain amount of time that it's, that that sensor or actuator is now working properly then it will clear the codes and erase that information it'll still store it in a memory to where later a technician can go back in with a scan tool and pull that information up and say okay we saw you had this problem back then but it corrected itself and now you're okay you know that way if it does occur again um if it if everything's working no normally and nice right now i would cancel that order and wait and see and if the condition comes back then go ahead and get it done but if it's if it's working good now i'd go with it yeah okay that's <clears throat> that's good i was kind of leaning leaning that, that direction so you're saying that the uh the, the computer will probably save uh, the codes if, if it has reset and um, and that could those that could be drawn out at a future date if this problem reoccurs is that right yes however okay. there there is a certain point in, in time where if that computer does not see that issue again at all for say uh, I, I think it's usually something on the line of like 60 cycles of the key or so and it says, okay, I haven't seen that problem in a long time. Obviously, it's fixed. The computer will okay. simply erase that information and say, nope, we're back to good. Everything is good now. Okay. All right. That, that's good enough for me. I really appreciate uh, your viewpoint on that and uh, just uh, love the show, folks. 
Well, thanks Thank very you. much. Thanks so much, Tim. Give us a call again. Okay, all right. Have uh, a great bye-bye. day. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, ladies, I have a question for you. Um, you heard Anne Marie's uh, te- message this morning that she uh, sends to, and uh, what an important topic it is uh, to test female dummies. Let me ask you a question, okay? This should help you get prompt and prompt you to give us a call, and you can win $50 if you're the first two new female callers okay here's the question what do you think crash test dummies that are better reflect that they better reflect how women's bodies react to the forces of a crash it's pretty simple what do you think it's time right he's seven seven nine six oh 9960. Win yourself $50. First two new female callers. Now back to Stu. We have some anonymous feedback uh, that came in um, a few over the last few days, um, and it was in reference to um, Agent Lightning's um, um, purchase of a, of, a, of a new car a couple of months ago. And for the listeners who, who are not familiar with that, um, Agent Lightning um, actually um, purchased a new car um, um, during a mystery shop. And uh, um, from another, from a competing Toyota dealership, and uh, and the, the 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 anonymous feedback addresses the um, the fact that she had overpaid for the car, and and I'm not going to read them out directly because a lot of them were, were pretty harsh, and uh, the person making these comments do not know Agent Lightning personally, and so I don't think it's appropriate to make some of the comments. But I do want to point out um, that we have said on this show over and over again. That it's not a good time to buy a good car, but unfortunately, there are millions of people that have to buy a new car. And for this year, the, they call it the SAR. It's the the estimate of the amount of new cars are going to be sold this year is, is over 14 million. So there's 14 million people out there that are purchasing new cars in 2022 um, that aren't that aren't stupid. They're in a situation that really sucks. They have to get a car. And, and the car dealers are behaving badly. So the, the anonymous feedback uh, poster said, this is not a question of car dealers' bad behavior, it's a question of consumers' um, you know, intelligence. And it, it is not, absolute, absolutely not. This is a situation of a pandemic-induced uh, situation that has created a, uh, a dynamic that dealers are taking advantage of, and some people can't help but get into that situation. Well, in, the, in this case, is a perfect example that proves just what you said. Uh, automobiles in, in in certain areas, in fact, most areas, uh, are a necessity. Uh, you know, we the way the U.S. is set up, if if you don't have some form of personal transportation, you might have a real real problem. Right. Chicken as an is at an all time high price. No one is suggesting yeah. people stop eating. Yeah, and exactly. Then, you know, it's a different product but it's and this agent lightning has worked uh for us for a while and she's been our mystery shopper uh we know her very well she's an extremely intelligent person and uh uh she wanted to buy a car so she said we 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 we, uh, sold her a car and uh we we priced all of our toyotas at msrp with out the door you know we don't have anything hidden fees great price and she really thanked us but she had to have a car 
No, no, she bought it from Treasure Coast. She paid over MSRP. She she wanted to buy it from she us. Wanted to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah we yeah. would sell it to her. Yeah, she for couldn't MSRP. wait. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, couldn't wait for it. Right. And so she couldn't wait because she had to have the car. And so uh, that's what people do. So uh, it's yeah, it isn't. Uh, uh, if you can wait, then then you should. If you can't wait. You can't wait. You shop around, get the best price you can. Yeah. And, and 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 Agent Lightning, um, she didn't buy it because she was fooled by anything. She went in there with a yeah. with bile rising in her throat. She was forcing it down as she went through this. It wasn't a happy experience. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Right. And you know, you, you can't stamp uh, stupid on a person's forehead when something like that happens. Yeah, uh, because if you listen to what Stu said, Agent Lightning had to purchase a vehicle. She had family, she needed a car, and this, by the way, can happen to anyone. I don't care whether you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, psychiatrist, anybody, it can happen. When you're in a situation, and um, for lack of another word, you're desperate, things happen. And it's not because of a lack of knowledge. That's right. Um, We have more anonymous feedback. this comes in it says oh good morning do you have any tips on buying a new car related to one buying with cash or two how to deal with the f and i office well if you're sophisticated and you uh have a bank and a credit union uh it can be based on your personal situation the preferred way to go get a get a, a competitive low rate you don't want to finance through the dealership unless the manufacturer is offering a special subsidized low interest rate uh, cash uh, in my personal philosophy i've always looked at this way if i could get a good uh, competitive low interest rate i'd rather invest my money uh, and, and and have that money earn a greater rate than i would if i could get a competitively low loan rate so um, the, the the thing that that universally is true don't go directly to the dealership and have them finance the car for you because car dealers typically make more money financing your car than they did when they sold you the car that's not true today because dealers are making thousands over msrp but in normal times car dealers make more money financing your car than they do and they buy the money from the bank so to speak and they mark it up just like they mark the car up and then they loan it to you eliminate the middleman that's the dealer when you finance to the dealer go directly to the bank that the dealer gives his money from or go to better yet go to your own bank because you have a relationship there and even better yet go to your credit union who've got better rates than the banks all right we are caught up on my end uh with text and anonymous feedback okay okay um rick do you have any we're actually a little quiet down here except for Donovan did come in and says, in his opinion, Akibono brake pads all the way. He mm. likes the Akibonos. How about that? Hey? Akibono. <clears throat> yeah. I like that word. I do. Akibono. Yeah. And they're, they're actually <laughs> the, the they company made, that... Made in Ireland? I think so. <laughs> Sicily. They're um, actually the company that makes the brake pads for Toyota and Lexus. Yeah, you said that earlier. That's right. And Not Donovan Lexus, is just great, <clears throat> isn't he? Every week, or just about every week, he's always with us, and he is informing us, mm-hmm. and he's also asking some great questions. And I loved his music back in the 60s. 
Yeah. Do you? <laughs> well, I wasn't around in the 60s except for a couple of years. I was going to say. <laughs> you know, as long as we have a lull here with no calls. Uh, Excuse me. Ashley Moody. We have a call. Uh, well, well, Ashley Moody did win the election. She did. And I predicted she would, and it was a landslide. I'll give you the details after we take this call. Well, go ahead. How did go you know? Uh, no, no, How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> she exploded my phone. Uh, okay, on a more serious side, let's uh, talk to John from Palm City, another uh, one of our, our callers that inform us week in and week out, and he uh, doesn't miss a show. Welcome, John. Good, good morning to everyone. I have two questions for Rick. One is, on, it's on tires. One is a shady dealer that mounts the tires backwards, all tires are approved in the United States by the DOT. All kinds of symbols on them. We'll get into details, but the tire has to be approved no matter what country it's from. And all the numbers mean something on it. But the most important number is the day code. So some of the shady tire dealers will mount that tire backwards from the inside. You won't be able to see these actual numbers. And the importance about that, but I want to ask Rick, would that affect the balancing of the tire when it's installed backwards? Actually, that's going to depend on the tire. Some tires can go on either way. And what a good mechanic will look for is the manufacturer will usually put a little red or yellow dot or circle on the tire. And when you see that, normally you're meant to line that spot up with the valve stem of the wheel because that will give you the closest to zero balance that you can for that tire. It means they'll use the least amount of added weight in order to get it in balance. Um, some tires, a lot of tires though, are what's known as directional and the tread has to go in a specific direction. You'll actually see an arrow on the tire saying this direction forwards or the tire will say inside and outside on the sidewall telling you which way that tire should be mounted up. And sometimes that does not align with where they put the DOT number. So if that DOT number is on the outside, on a tire that says outside, then you're okay with that. But if the tire has simply an arrow, it is meant to f go one direction forwards. What percentage are uh, directional? Probably 50% anymore. Huh. And we actually have to watch for that. And I've, I've actually had cars come in and I look at the, as I'm inspecting the tread on the tires, looking to see if there's any nails or anything in the tire, I have found tires mounted up backwards with three tires mounted properly and one is mounted backwards on the rim. And then I get with the rider and say, hey, we got to fix this. We got to put this tire back where it's supposed to go. That way the tire will perform properly in rainy or wet conditions. Yeah, I never thought about this in my entire life. Wow. I never thought about it. And when, and when John, when you said backwards, I said, what are you talking about? Yeah. And now that's amazing, see? I learn something on every show. Interesting. Well, it's, it's little things, but it's... You my second question because some tires have a red dot on them. Yep. Yeah. The valve stem should be actually lined up with that. So exactly. So my yeah, second yeah. question. But the most important part is the day code, very simple. It's a four-digit code, okay? I'll give you, for instance, 2619, which simply means that that tire was made the 26th week of 2019. Yep. Now, the National Street Hot Rod Association, the NSRA, 
will read your tire if its car is entered in a uh, visual show of NSRE. And if the code is over 10 years, that car will not receive a safety sticker and they won't be able to race. So it shows the importance of not keeping a tire on your car that's 10 years or more older. It's Mm -hmm. dangerous, it can be hazardous, and it's hazardous not only to you, but to people on the road. John, that's that's, that's, what I wanted to say. That's very important. I I appreciate that. You said one thing that I don't agree with. It's not simple. I mean, the the number code is ludicrous when you stop and think about it. I mean, every other date, you know, on uh, every date you look at, has a format. You, know, you put you put the month, the day, and the year. So uh, why can't they just put the month, the day, of the year, which is the date of the manufacturer? I'll tell you, there, there is a reason for that. I know the oh. reason. And that is because Great Britain and Europe put the day, then the month, then the year, and so does the U.S. military. Well, yeah, but you can well, put I, you can put three of them on there when been, you buy or when you buy clothes. I've been they done. have U.S., European, and that. Right, I've you been put, I've been thinking about this a lot, yeah. and I did a look a little look yeah, a little get a life, too. get huh? a life, get a life. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, I was I was I don't no, want to people. Well, this is why no, John, it's okay because because <laughs> well, the week number thing on the on no the day. Okay, okay. We forgot we have a caller. Two thousand had a three digit code, so I don't want to get into that at all. All right, sorry. Oh, come on. Why not? The, the tire question. But question for Earl now. Okay. okay. We're circling Earl, back Earl, are you this. a member of the Tesla Owners Club of Florida? I don't think I am. I, okay. I get a lot of email. but uh, maybe They want you to leave the, this year's parade. Yeah. <laughs> My friend is in it. It's, it's the greatest thing. It's a nonprofit. It's, you can text it. Tesla Owners Florida.org. Okay, Fantastic I'm writing talk. it down. I mean, it's social events, it's it's a must. Absolutely okay. must. And it brings out the fun of the Tesla cars. Social yeah. events, Dad. Repeat that, John. <laughs> Tesla Owners Florida.org. Org, yeah. Very good. It's a nonprofit okay. uh, organization. <laughs> there goes my schedule. 501c7, <laughs> and it's official, recognized by Tesla. And it's Tesla owners of Florida. Oh, well, thanks, John. Fantastic. I appreciate that. I recommend it. Thank you. Well, thank you very much thanks, for sir. the tire information. Be careful. And just one other fast thing on a tire. The difference between an expensive tire and a cheaper tire is you look specifically for the tread life. For instance, a 220 tread life will last twice as longer than a reading of 110 on it. Yeah. That's all I have to say about tires. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. So, so you know, on back on the the date thing for real. Yeah. I was thinking about it because in with Toyota, um, when we look at our the manufacturing or al- our new car allocations as they're producing new cars, we get it on this very technical looking um, printout. Well, we don't print it anymore, but it's on the computer with the VIN number and a bunch of uh, codes for all the accessories and a bunch of stuff. And then, but we track them using the week number and everything is used by a week number. And it took me a while, a long time ago to get used to this. You'd say, okay, it's week 36. You have to know intuitively when that in the year where that falls. And I wondered if that, is that a standardized manufacturing thing? I didn't go to college for business or manufacturing. And, and I looked it up and there is a standardized thing for manufacturing. It's the ISO calendar and it's based on weeks and it's for international and it was standardized a long time ago 
Um, but consumers don't know. I that. know, I know. And I said, so this is what it was designed by engineers and manufacturers yeah, inside, without the, right, without any yeah. consideration of the people who also will be using the information. Yeah, it makes people feel superior to use in language. Right. So Rick, he can talk about some really complicated uh, transmission thing, and at a party, and he's right. talking using no English. Said, Boy, that guy must be smart. Yeah, using wow. no English. He, he I can, can't he, understand a word right. he's saying. He must really be smart. Hey, Rick, oh. don't you feel powerful? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Even in the sales department everything is with code so it's model yeah. numbers and codes yeah, the, yeah, doctors love doing that too yeah, yeah they, they want they, they, a doctor wants you to say what, what do you mean by that yeah, doctor you're supposed to keep and that in the feels, back well, office oh, I went to med school for 14 years uh, and uh, you're going to know it yeah. <laughs> right? I'm going to make sure everybody knows it yeah, yeah this is on, on a funnier side I love walking into the doctor's office and using well some of the medical terms that I have learned through going to school and the doctor will turn around to me and say did you go to medical school <laughs> because he feels so and intimidated that, and that makes you feel I'm, real smart I'm, I'm throwing around yeah. tempo mandibular yeah. joint occitable I'm, ta- I'm throwing around <laughs> here <laughs> we just rely on Rick for the technical stuff around here but I love doing that Get Rick them. loves doing it the dilithium crystals are cracking a bit <laughs> alright Scotty okay we have some text Okay. Uh, this is uh, from Steve in New Jersey. He says, Hi, Earl. The February 2019 Consumer Reports article, Crash Test Bias, talks about what Amory text- texted this morning. In it, women are 17% more likely than men to die in an accident and 73% more likely to be injured in a frontal collision. Volvo, in particular, leads the crash uh, research and interior safety design, particularly for women. Uh, in my opinion, from the research, um, also... Uh, Okay, Sweden leads in his opinion. Also, Europe's new car assessment um, program, NCAP, is far more advanced in testing for whiplash injury, which is the leading cause of car injuries by far. Unfortunately, this is not new news. I haven't seen our government, insurance industry, or other OEMs making any progress on this topic. And they sent along the Consumer Reports article. Thank you, Steve. That's from the uh, Consumer Reports article? Yeah. I I, I wonder uh, how long ago that was. Because uh, from AA, a uh, AAA, three years ago, I have uh, the statistics of twenty to twenty-eight percent. Yeah, twenty to twenty-eight percent likely that a woman uh, will be killed in a, in a car accident. Thirty-seven to seventy-three percent more likely to be seriously mm-hmm. injured. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to interrupt Stu, and I'm going to take advantage of a moment uh, that uh, I extended an invitation to the ladies this morning, $50 for the first two new lady callers. This is an important topic, ladies. How do you feel? How do you feel about female dummies being tested in a different way? Give us a call. 877-960-9960. You have to be now careful back- uh, how you use that phrase, female dummies. <laughs> uh, back to, <laughs> boy, everyone's, and what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> well, I got one quick question here on YouTube. Uh, hey, Stu, Jay Zuno says, good morning, all. My wife and I just put a down payment on a 23 Toyota 4Runner from your dealership. We added some extras. Uh, is the six-month window a reality? It's mm-hmm. a reality. Um, but I will tell you this, um, that the estimates we give, we're giving generous estimates. Um, they're realistic, but they're on the outside time. Uh, occasionally, you know, 
well, not occasionally. I would say every month, uh, probably 10% of the, uh, uh, well, that's not a good math measure. We lose people, a drop orders every single month, and so people do move up quicker depending on, on the car. So. Anyway, just a, a practical advice for the listeners about this subject, about ordering cars. If you're going to order a car, whether it's a Honda, Ford, Cadillac, whatever you're going to order, uh, forget about certain specific things that you like, like color and trim. If you want to get a car in a faster amount of time, think about the cars that the manufacturer is building the most of, and that includes colors, trim, engines, accessories. Yeah. If you order a unique car, you can wait a year and or if more. You, and if you came to us and said, I just need a car, give me the first car that's available, I don't care what it is or what the yeah. price is, you'll probably get one in that, that month. Oh, you get one, yeah, because people will cancel yeah. cars, uh, cars will come in. Well, if you just say, I need a car in a hurry, I don't care what it is, you can get one tomorrow. I mean, it's a slight exaggeration, but... Uh, right, if you don't care what you pay, you can go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, the, more you, the more specific you get, and the salesperson should tell you that, because typically they just take the order and... Though, you know, but, but you need to get something that is fairly commonly built by the manufacturer. The manufacturers do not build your car to order. That is a myth. If you, you, can, you write the order out, the salesman leads you to believe, okay, I'm going to go to Honda, and they're going to give that to the shop foreman, and he'll say, okay, we're going to build this. It doesn't happen that way. Honda and all the manufacturers build the cars that they know people are buying the most of and that's the way they have to do it you want a unique car you're going to wait and wait and wait how about the rebuilding of a car that you want put adding your personal touch to it i mean are you going to get it in this lifetime i don't think so um not like it was well yesterday and i i don't mean that literally um Stu, i have a question for you i had somebody call me about oh gosh i guess seven thirty p.m. and it was a prospective customer and they were inquiring about the crown and you, you know when you get a call at that hour they're really serious about looking for that vehicle well uh, they were <laughs> Sorry. that's what i can say we weren't we were in bed <laughs> at any rate Sorry. you're a real comedian uh at any rate you know he was missed a lead you know the crown isn't there not until 2023 yeah. and also he was comparing the crown uh to an avalon and he was saying that he was like six four and uh, six feet four inches tall and uh that he thought that he would fit as well in the crown as he did the avalon well i was a little skeptical what's your opinion um, well, somebody asked me about this uh, last week. We put them. Uh, she, she went on the on the list, even though there's no they're not being made yet. We're expecting them to be a very small uh, number of production. I mean, we're talking about a brand new model. I mean, well, Camrys are having they're struggling. We're to produce. spending way too much time right. on Toyota right now. Well, we'll wrap it up. It's going to be a long time, and probably into 2024 before most people will actually get to drive one. Yeah, exactly. Right. Our Dodge is going to bring back the Barracuda. Yay! <laughs> He's going to ask you to leave. <laughs> and me. 877-960-9960. You can text us at 772-497-6530. Are we having fun here this morning, folks? We sure are. And we love, we love our listeners, our texters, YouTube, all of you. You make the show. 
Give us a call, 877-960-9960. Text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go back to the phones, and we are going to talk to Mike. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Welcome. Hi. I have a question about a 2014 used uh, car that I purchased, a Cadillac ATS. Uh, I would make a suggestion to the audience, don't ever buy a used car unless you take it to a mechanic you can trust first to go through your car thoroughly to find out what's wrong with it. And then before you buy it from that particular dealer, you address those particular problems because otherwise it's on you and you can have a lot of headaches. I I have many, many headaches. Good advice. Now, my problem is this currently. Uh, it's an air conditioning problem. What I get now is cold air, and not very cold air, coming out of one side of my car, which is the driver's side, fortunately, and hot air coming out of the other two vents on the passenger side. And no matter what I try to do, I can't get it resolved where I have cold air coming out of all four vents. Hmm. And somebody has told me it's an actuator problem which I don't know what that is, but they said, uh, take your battery uh, tables and clank them together and the actuators may reset. Now, I don't know what that's all about, but I'd like to find out if you have any suggestions as to how to resolve that problem. The first thing that I would do on a car like that is I would totally evacuate and recharge the air conditioning system. Is that a mandatory evacuation? Yeah, unfortunately it is. Yep. Uh, basically, what that means is the um, when you get cold air on one side or cool air on one side and then warm air on the other side, most likely you have a leak in your system, a small leak, and the refrigerant has started to get to a low charge. And a, a mechanic would be able to put gauges on it and tell by the gauges, yes, that charge is low. The pressures are not coming up where they ought to be. But they can hook up the machine basically recover all the refrigerant from the car and draw it down into a vacuum state so there's no air left inside there the system at all completely vacuum it down and then recharge it with the freon again the r1 uh you said it was a 14 so it's probably going to be r134a gas and once it's recharged again then you should get cold air across the board everything nice and cold now most shops would be able to do this for you for somewhere around 100 to 150 dollars maybe a little more maybe a little less and what i usually recommend to someone on an older car like that is recharge the system back to full pressure and you're kind of throwing the dice on it because a lot of times that tiny little leak will stay tiny and you might get another six eight months to a year out of that inexpensive type repair. Sometimes getting it back to full pressure, that tiny little leak suddenly says, boop, I'm a big leak now. And then it makes it very easy to find. And you can go from there to decide, do you want to fix it or not by actually replacing whatever component is leaking? May I ask this? Can I just take a leak detector, put it in the charge uh, uh, adapter, you know, adapter where you do the filling, and, and take a look with an ultraviolet light to see where the leak is myself? Uh, not really, because leak detection is actually done one of two ways. 
Uh, the first way is what's called a sniffer device. And this is actually a, a handheld device that we move around different locations and it is supposed to detect the leaking gas and beep and light up. And they don't work for anything. They're, they're horrible. They almost never work. The other option is actually to, we shoot a ultraviolet dye into the refrigeration system and then wherever it starts to leak from, you put on these very fashionable looking yellow glasses and hit it with a high powered ultraviolet light, just basically a black light, and that dye will begin to fluoresce and it will show up where the leak is. The problem is if the leak is inside the evaporator core up under the dash, you can't see it because it's all enclosed in a box. Yes, right. <laughs> Well, okay, uh, that's a rather reasonable price to pay to get that, you know, to find out what the problem is. Uh, but let me ask you this. <clears throat> uh, you're suggesting evacuate the system, hold on to that Freon, and add to it whatever is necessary after the repair has been made. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. The second question is, if I can detect the leak myself, it may be repairable by my own mechanical ability as opposed to paying $150. That's why I asked that question. True, but in order to re uh, recharge the system, you've got to have the proper equipment to draw it down into a full vacuum. You can't just simply put Freon in it because without having it in a full vacuum, the gas won't be able to fill the system properly and it can cause you a whole lot of hassles. It's like when you fill up a lighter with lighter fluid. Very very it first. That infers then that I can't just take. Could you use a dog for a sniffer <laughs> device? No. Yes. No. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, they got great. A beagle might be a better than the tool you're using. Bloodhound. No. Bloodhound, I said. Oh, okay. Bloodhound. Earl. Earl. Hmm. Me? Could I, I use me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Would I be causing any real problems if I just attempted to add more Freon to the system? Not really. I, they do make the, the recharge kits, but they are kind of difficult to use. And the drawback to it is if you get too much refrigerant in the system, then it won't blow cold either. There's like a very happy medium where it's got to be at an exact level of charge that you'll get that optimum cold air. If you get too much, it won't work, and too little, it won't work. I, you know, that's, see, I, I learn something new every day. So you go out to the customer, and you say, the problem with your vehicle is it's got too much Freon. It could Immediately be. Usually they say, you need the Freon. I, I've seen that happen. Wow. Because they do it themselves. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. You learned two new things today. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying that the only way to do it probably is you have to have the gauges like you do on your home air conditioning system in order to determine what the pressures are and all that. Is that what you're saying? So right. You have to have a mechanic. You don't have those gauges. And technically, by law, you're not allowed to release the, the gas into the atmosphere. You have to use a machine that captures the gas, and it runs it through a filter, and then we reuse yeah. that R134. Ozone on later. But of course, it's okay to put all the carbon monoxide into the air. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wish we could capture that. They should be arresting all those cows. They're creating a methane <coughs> problem. Oh, Where are you going to put the hoof cups? <laughs> Balloons. And 
That's bad. Well, thanks for the information. I appreciate it. I think that might... Uh, You're uh, welcome, Mike. Well. You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay. Keep on listening. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Remember, we have that mystery shopping report coming up. Uh, I think we're going to go back to Stu. You can go back to me, but I have nothing to read. Uh, well, say, I, I say some, something profound. I have something very. <laughs> I have something humorous and very interesting. Well, from, from what, you from got our Morgan attention. News. As you know, if you listen to the show, Tesla is the only manufacturer that can sell you a car direct. All the other manufacturers have to go through dealers who are, who are evil people. Uh, that uh, take advantage of you. But Tesla is really shaking up the whole industry with the fact that they are able to market directly uh, to you from the manufacturing. Now, in, in uh, New Mexico, they, won't, uh, they really have a hardcore law that won't allow them to sell, period. I mean, that's just, so what Elon Musk has done with Tesla is he's made a deal with the Indian tribe of, uh, of New Mexico. And so the Indian tribe, just like they do in Florida and other states with gambling, they bypass oh, federal yeah. laws. And this Indian tribe and state and laws. So there, there is now a there Indian. is now a partnership between Tesla and the Navajo. Paiute? I can't think of the name of the tribe. It's uh, what, what state? New Mexico. Yeah. New Mexico. I don't know. So, it, but but even that's humorous, but it's also predictive and indicative of what's going to happen. So they're going to open. Uh, dealerships on in on Indian reservations, like they have casinos. Well, they'll probably have the you know the headquarters there or something like that. So they they see the law says right now that if you're an auto man, if you're a dealer, uh, if you're an auto manufacturer, you cannot sell cars in in New Mexico. Period. And so uh, Elon Musk is going to uh, bypass that law, the state law. Right. By yeah. going through the uh, yeah. Native American tribes. That's yeah, great. Yeah, the stable challenge. Interesting. It'll be fun. Elon Musk, always thinking. Yeah. And he is ahead of the game, always proof. If you know, don't know about Elon Musk, it's a good read, definitely. Everything he's done. 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-9960. Six five three zero. Now we're going to go back to Stu. Yeah, Bob has a has a text. Um, he had a question about brake pads before. But he has another one for Rick uh, in regarding the tire pressure monitoring system TPMS. Uh, my next question is: the car manufacturers put tire air pressure devices on most vehicles now. Why not on the spare tire, which most people forget to check? I have a 2017 Sienna, and it's a real pain in the butt to check. Thanks again. They should. I agree. The the Toyota actually started out putting them on any vehicle that had a full-size spare. You had five sensors. And for some reason, they stopped doing it. And I think that's the most foolish thing in the world. Yeah. Um, I understand the idea of not having a sensor in the compact donut spare. But almost nobody checks the spare, the, ah, the spare tire pressures. I mean, my truck, I've got it pretty easy to check because when I put it in the air to do an oil change or something, I can walk right back to where it's hanging under the vehicle. But we get so many customer cars that come in, I open up the back of the car, the trunk, and I've got to pull tons of stuff out of cars sometimes 
just to get down to check their spare tire pressure. Sure. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of shops out there. They won't do it. They're just they're they're, they're not going to haul all that stuff out of your car to check your spare, and then you're going to get caught one day. Okay. That's Annoying. A gr- that's a great bit of yeah. advice. Keep that thing clear cleared out when you go in. Yeah. Okay. And my other bit of advice is for about thirty or forty dollars or less. Get a little air pump that plugs into your power outlet in your car and have it in the car just tucked in a corner somewhere because that one time you need it, it's going to pay for itself a hundred times over. I yep. agree with you a hundred percent. That's exactly where mine is. Okay. I'm all caught up. Okay. How about you, Rick? Well, I got a couple of notes here. Uh, by the way, uh, Stu, uh, Casey, when they asked if the BZ4X was ready and you said just you kidding. drove it in. It's just say take it the wheels stayed on it. I, I made it here safely. <laughs> <laughs> and Donovan says that uh, Tesla's already doing this in Arizona. They have a delivery center and service center on tribal land. It gets around mm. the franchise laws because tribal land is not subject to state or federal laws yeah. in the same manner right. that every other place in the U.S. is. It's sovereign. I'm surprised they hadn't made the deal with the Seminoles in Florida. Yeah, well... There's an opportunity for you Seminoles listening. Uh, You could possibly make a... Get in the car business. Do a deal. Yeah, do a deal (laughs) with Tesla. Elon Musk. Well, they're big. I mean, well, they don't need it. And we'll hold seminars. They they, they got gambling, so the Seminoles are doing quite well. Car dealers, gambling. Yeah. (laughs) One door closes, another one opens. (laughs) Yeah. Cheap cheap cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Earl Stewart on Cars. And uh, our uh, calls have, uh, well, we're in a little bit of a lull right now. I'll give you that number again, 877-960-9960. Ladies, heads up, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Whatever you have to share with us or inform us about, 877-960-9960. for the first two new lady callers. And uh, we're going to go back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, I was saying before my you know my blog and Nancy I think has a copy of my last blog. I I thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, I, it wasn't really scary, but I I forecast the day before the Ashley Moody. You know, on Monday I forecast that Ashley Moody, who was running for Attorney General, kind of a joke because everybody knew she'd be elected, and. Um, uh, I said uh, the, the title to the, the blog is Florida Car Dealers Rejoice, Ashley Moody Re-elected a Florida Attorney General in Landslide. And I did that the day before, and, you know, you, you make a prediction. You know, it's just uh, people say, well, you could be wrong, really be embarrassed. Well, that's how sure I was. In fact, I looked up the numbers, and uh, uh, she was running against someone nobody heard of before uh, uh, by the name of Ayala. Um, uh, another uh, female attorney. And we um, met her at the speaking engagement. So, yeah. And uh, the, the the final vote was Ashley Moody, 2,614,329 votes to Ayala's 1,091,000. So, so it was a 42% margin, which qualifies for a landslide. And you knew it was going to happen. Uh, it's just our, it's our system. And the, the auto manufacturers, not the manufacturers, the auto dealers, uh, uh, strongly, strongly uh, supported Ashley Moody. Um, 
I, I talked about it last week on the air when I was talking talking about the investigative reporter from WPLG who uh, cornered Ashley Moody and uh, asked about uh, the donations by the uh, dealers. And he found out that 81 car dealers uh, had donated $161,000 to Ashley Moody, 81 dealers. Well, in addition to that, you have family members, relatives of those dealers that donated. In addition to that, you have the multiple associations, car dealers. Uh, car dealer associations are basically lobbying groups. And you have uh, National Automobile Dealers Association. Every state has one. We have several in Florida. Florida Automobile Dealers. And then Florida has the Jacksonville. And they have the Orlando. No, FADA is in Orlando. They have Tampa. Miami has a very large one, a uh, very large dealer association. And they're lobbying groups. And they give millions of dollars uh, to politicians. So that's our system. I mean, I'm not being, uh, you know, I guess I am being a little facetious, but that's our system, right? Special interest groups have lobbyists. They go to Washington. They go to the state capitals, um, you know, Tallahassee in Florida, and they schmooze the uh, politicians. And they grease their bombs, and uh, that's that's the system. So you can rest assured that Ashley Moody, the Attorney General, she's got another four years now. Do you think she will be jumping in and enforcing the laws of Florida against car dealers? No, she won't. And uh, that's the life life in American politics. That's the way it goes. Uh, the only way to uh, to I guess force her to do that is by making the complaints. When you make a complaint, then she has to do something. Uh, the problem is the complaint process is so awkward uh, to fill out. As you, if you fill out any state or federal form, it's difficult. It's not easy to do. So for every time a car dealer takes advantage of somebody, you know, maybe one out of 100, there's going to be a complaint filed. They're probably less than that. So. I really think that if uh, Jeff has anything to do with it, and uh, folks out there, if you're not familiar with whom I'm speaking of, uh, that's uh, Jeff Wines here. And, boy, he's done a great uh, job investigating. Uh, he is an investigative reporter, and uh, he, he, got some, he got a response from uh, Ashley. And I think there's more good things to come. I, I, I really have to think that there's more positive in the air all around us well she said there was an investigation going on but she couldn't comment on it and i just don't believe that Uh, uh, afterwards uh, after the interview jeff weinshear wplg uh, accidentally caught her ashley moody to talk and she had to kind of stutter a few replies and so yeah we have something under investigation right now but i can't comment on it and then after the conversation with jeff weinshear her press agent called uh, Jeff wants her up and really chewed him out. So, you know, how dare you accost um, our attorney general and what are you talking about and blah, 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 blah. So, uh, that was very telling. Yeah, uh, was. Very telling. Uh, uh, but the fact that we're sitting here and we're having a conversation about her, about Jeff, uh, yeah. this is positive. Yeah. And I really think that there are some things that are going to happen that are going to change everything and we are going to get the help that we so so badly need in this industry give us a call how do you feel 877-960-9960 text us 772-497-6530 take advantage of your anonymous feedback 
Com. We're going back to the phones where we are going to talk to uh, uh, Joanna, and she's calling us from West Palm Beach, and she is a first-time caller. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. I'm so excited to be on the radio with you guys. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you won yourself $50. Don't forget to stay on the line when we're finished and talk to Jeremy okay. in our oh control goodness. studio to give uh, him your contact information, where he will pass that along to me, um, and I'll send out the $50 check. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, well, um, I, you know, I listen to you guys a lot, and I don't know much about cars, but I know some, you know, um, and I, I just enjoy it for whoever's calling. But the reason why I was calling, um, I have a close friend, and she's got a 2016 um, Toyota Highlander, and she got a recall on her Toyota. Um, she, she, um, she's got a pearl white, and they recalled it for painting. Mm -hmm. And I was just really wondering, I have a 2012 Scion XD as in David. I love it. I got it from Earl Stewart Toyota, and it was at the right time for me to get it. Um, and I love the car. Um, it's got 120,000 miles on it. And it runs really well. The problem is the front and the top. The paint is coming up. It's as, it's as, it's as, as if I live right by the water. And I don't. I live west. Um, and I know that Toyotas have been infamous for not good paint, like not for the paint jobs to last. And I was just kind of curious, like, um, with her, she's, she's got the... She's got the appointment this week to go. Right. And she doesn't really know what it means to, you know, and if they're going to fix it or if it's going to be money out of her pocket. But, I mean, I've got a blue, yeah, I've got um, a beautiful blue car. It's like a, a almost a navy, a royal. I remember that color. Blue. I remember. I yeah, think. and it was the color. I went online, and I actually picked out what I wanted. And I got exactly what I wanted, and there was only one left. So it was just great. I pretty much rolled in my Honda Accord, and I couldn't leave. <laughs> ah, well, the, you. That recall on the on the paint, it is on certain models and certain colors. Um, and I don't know, and I don't re I don't recall hearing anything. I don't recall about this recall uh, on Cyan XBs. But you can call in and, and, and just ask to speak to our uh, in our body shop um, and and ask if that's okay. if it is included. I don't think it is though. And also, I do know that they are wrapping up this campaign because it was, it was yeah. a limited thing, and um, we just got a notification that just a reminder that it is um, coming to an end soon. But definitely check check it out. Um, it was great for a lot of people who were getting full uh, re repaints on their cars, and, and what was happening was the paint was peeling off. They called it delamination, but it just meant that the paint was peeling off. Yeah, yeah, and that's what seems to happen with um, Toyotas a lot. I don't know about the new ones, but... Wait. Yeah, you're right about that, Joanna. They haven't been around long enough to find out. <laughs> you're, you're right about the paint peeling, and uh, I had, you know, a few complaints uh, quite some time ago about uh, the paint peeling, uh, dashboard problems, and, uh, you know, here we are, you know, uh, the elements. There, there's a lot of things that play yeah. into... Uh, you know, a factor of uh, the deterioration of a vehicle. Good luck with uh, whether or not uh, you would be well you. covered. Well, I, I did want to say, too, that I love Earl Stewart's Toyota dealership, 
Um, I, they're, they're the best. Um, I've referred a lot of people. People referred me. And um, it was, I had a really good experience. I had, at one point when I had the car, I was going there regular for maintenance. And um, I had to pick up the red phone. And Uh-oh, what did we do? ran to me as I was picking up the red phone. Um, and, um, you know, just I got compensated for the issue that I did have that they, they made a mistake on, but they compensated it more than ever. Um, you know. Oh, great. So That's what I the red phone's for. That, yeah. yeah. Even if you don't pick it up, just the threat. <laughs> just, just the idea of it. Do <laughs> <laughs> you feel the energy all around it? <laughs> anyway, Joanna, uh, what a pleasure. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And uh, I know you could use uh, $50, and it's yours for the taking. Leave your information with Jeremy, and I'll get it out to you. Okay, thank you. Spread the word. We're building a platform here for the ladies. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, I would uh, go back to the uh, headlines that we've seen of the car prices are coming down. And uh, uh, I get this question all the time. I mean, people recognize me, say, should I buy a car now? Um, and I feel embarrassed because I've been predicting that the prices are going to come down for two years, and they never did. Now, they, they are coming down now slowly. So um, a, a blog I wrote, I think, three weeks ago is now is the time to begin the searching process. Now is the time to begin the investigation. You check the consumer reports. Decide what you want to buy. Uh, don't leave it up to emotion. Uh, I know shopping is fun. I know a lot of people enjoy it. And uh, you like to go out and look at the shiny new objects. And, uh, and But the car dealers rely on that. They rely on you making an emotional decision. So please, begin your car shopping process by Consumer Reports, the Bible. Uh, go yes. online. Go to your public library if you don't want to uh, pay for a subscription. Uh, you can go online at the library. Uh, they have most libraries now have PCs available, and they have uh, access directly to Consumer Reports. Decide what the better cars are. They don't tell you the exact car to buy, but if you the one thing I always say about Consumer Reports, if you don't buy the recommended car, okay, just don't buy the ones that aren't recommended. <laughs> You know, we had a caller earlier, a great guy, and there are a lot of other people out there that buy cars that are not quality. Uh, this person called about a Jeep. Uh, Jeeps are, I, I mean, Jeeps are a hot-selling car now. Uh, the Jeep dealers and, and the whole Chrysler Corporation, Stellantis, they call themselves now, they wouldn't be alive today if it were for Jeep. But Jeep is not a good quality car. I saw a grown man driving down the road in the Jeep with no doors on. Yeah. <laughs> so, point is, decide what you want to buy first. Then, you start searching around. Uh, if you if you do your due diligence, it's going to take you a month or two uh, to finally consummate uh, the uh, the purchase of the vehicle you want. So, in a month or two, prices are going to be way down compared to the way things are going now. Uh, one other thing is that is that uh, you you want to be sure that the dealer you're going to you, you, I know you're going to choose your car you want to you know, choose the dealer and you want to be able to have a 
out the door price from the dealer. That's that's the hardest thing you're going to have to do. It'll be easier to choose the car you want than to find the dealer that will give you an out the door price. An out the door price is simply the price that you can write a check for, hand it to the salesman, and take the car home. But to get that out the door price is like pulling teeth. Very, very difficult to get it done. So that's my advice. Rick? This one's coming in from uh, Bruno Rated R, and it fits right in. He says, is Value Shield worth it on your car? <clears throat> no. I don't even know what Value Shield is. I, I, I mean, Value Shield could either be something that you buy and then you make an intelligent decision about, or it's something that's put on uh, an uh, addendum. It's, yeah, I can, uh, <laughs> it, Everybody sells, you, know, you buy a shiny new car, it costs a fortune to paint a car today. I mean, you're talking about $10,000 uh, to, to paint some cars. Yep. So they have this, uh, they come out with these things like Value Shield and, and uh, Crystal Protect, and there's a million of them, and the dealers jump on Crystal this. Fusion. Huh? Crystal Fusion. <laughs> yeah, Crystal Fusion. <laughs> crystal Blue music. Persuasion. <laughs> I think she was a stripper. <laughs> she probably was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So ignore all of the sealants, the the the, uh, the protection packages, all these things. Let's face it, folks. The manufacturers aren't stupid. They really want to give you good paint, and 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 the paint that they have on is pretty good if you take care of the car. Didn't used to be, and there's still some paint issues. I'm not saying there aren't paint issues, but don't spend uh, hundreds of dollars on something that comes in a can that's gonna protect your car forever against environmental fallout. It exactly. reminds me of some of those like like those mouth rinses. Like if you rinse your mouth with this, it's gonna you're not gonna get any cavities. I mean yeah. you gotta yeah. brush your teeth and Ain't do regular stuff. Well, you well, like, and one thing to be aware of too, never mind, maybe that stuff paint. works. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> yeah. With with car painting, uh, it's kinda like uh, remember we used to get oh, things sorry. chrome back in the sixties. It was oh chrome was everywhere. But the EPA came down and said to the manufacturers, you can't use certain of these chemicals anymore in chroming because it's dangerous for the environment. Mm -hmm. And they're doing the same thing with a lot of auto paint systems. The yeah. chemicals have been found to be so dangerous yep. that they're having to find new ways to create these paints they and are. get them on. They've developed water-based paints. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of them don't work like the old paint used to work. So they're having mm -hmm. issues there. Well, I don't agree with the that. The minus, yeah. the plus. And I have one other here from Extreme Rides who says Tesla's used values have plummeted, in some cases, down 30% on used car prices on Tesla. Well, if you have a, a the battery is the heart of, of course, an EV. And so if you have a real old electric vehicle uh, and you're looking at time to replace the battery, obviously it's going to be... Uh, a bad, you know, uh, I, I recommend leasing uh, uh, your electric vehicles. But, okay, uh, um, we are going to go back to the phones where Howard's holding. Howard's a regular caller from Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. I hope you're all fine. Hey, Howard. Good day today. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so here's my question. Um, warranty companies, they're abounding. The television ads, newspapers, and a friend of mine considered me buying it, and I said, you're going to have to pay a big premium, and uh, when your car goes into service, uh, you're not going to get your money's worth. And I tried to, you know, instill this in him, and he still went and he bought a, you know, he bought a warranty service uh, from, it's supposed to be one of the most reputable ones, the first one that came out. Uh, can you talk about this and why you should not buy it? 
Hello? Uh, we're still here, Howard. Uh, we're, we're making a decision as to who's going to answer that uh, question. I, I think, think Stu's going to... the question, so somebody else better I, answer it. Can you repeat it? Because I think some of it came through really at a very low volume for us. I'm turning up my yeah, headphones. Yeah, that, that was part of the problem, too. Okay, my question is why you should not buy a warranty, uh, that, 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 like, the shield warranty. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, Earl just, just covered that a little bit. Just really the shield warranties, um, the paint shield is what you're talking about, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about the warranty service, uh, not the paint shield. Like an extended warranty. Oh, just your service warranty? Just the extended. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, get, I got convoluted with the last conversation that we had about the paint shield. Um, well, Earl can chime in on this as well, but generally speaking, he d does not recommend getting a, an extended warranty, but you have to look at your situation. Are you, uh, it's a, it's like any insurance product. It's, it's just a weighing of risk. Um, what's the likelihood is there going to be repair that's going to be costly to me down the road um you're going to consider the um the the, the, the new car warranty which is going to probably cover um, all of those expenses during the entire length of ownership uh, then there's a period of time where you're not covered and that's the uh, the risk i'll turn uh, over uh, of all the insurance policies or uh that's what it is it's an insurance policy it's the highest price uh, the when you buy an extended service contract, extended warranty, or whatever you want to call it, on a on a car, new or used, the the average one is way way overpriced, and and there are a lot of reasons for that. Uh, biggest reason being that the dealers uh, are involved in this. The dealers are typically will own their own warranty companies, in the state of Florida, for example. Uh, you could go to the state insurance commissioner's office or your car dealer, and you got ABC Ford, and you say, ABC Ford, uh, I, I want to sell a warranty, extended warranty on Fords, and uh, uh, I want to charge a million dollars for that, and I'm not, I'm not going to cover anything. <laughs> I mean, there's no law that says what it has to cover. All the law says is you have to register with the state. Now you're registered with the state insurance commissioner office, and you can tell the buyer that you're registered. But the prices are just too high, Howard. Uh, if if it were a competitive normal insurance product, then you could probably get uh, uh, somewhat of a fair price. If you have to buy an extended contract, buy it from the manufacturer of the car, Ford. Honda, Toyota, the manufacturers all have available extended warranties. And that is, if you have to buy one, the fairest priced. And you read my mind. That was my second question. Should you buy it from a, a dealer? I yeah. just answered my, my second question. Yeah, don't buy it from uh, a, to buy from the, I, I'm not saying we, we, we own at our dealership, we have a warranty company. We try to price it fairly, but uh, I'm not going to push mine over some of the other other dealers. Right. Especially, it's really easy. You know, we we all set our prices, so we think we we priced ours uh, with a good price for the value. But that's it. But you got to look around, and and a lot of people have a preference for the manufacturer warranty, and they don't know you can go online and do that. So. It requires a whole uh, another another level of, of research before you go buy a, buy a car. That should be you know you should know much as much about that if you're considering it as the car you're buying. And if you and if you're buying a good quality car, you don't need it anyway. That's a, you know, part of it. It's peace of mind, Howard. You people buy insurance for peace of mind. Uh, insurance companies. 
make a lot of money. <laughs> they they, 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 they uh, take in way more premiums than they pay out in claims. You know that. So uh, the, it, the odds are always with a house. You don't, you never bet against a house. And when you're when you're buying an extended warranty or an extended service contract, you're betting against the house. House always wins. And how are these uh, these insurance companies? Let me tell you, you know, they're very clever and very wealthy, and they have a reason. And for me, as far as a warranty is concerned, you know, I want to sit down and I want to know what that warranty doesn't cover. That's exactly what I want to know before I'm going to put my dollar on the table. So I hope we were able to help you. Do you have any other questions? Yeah, I just want to say Joe, Joe Namath, who's a neighbor of yours, I believe you live near him in Pennsylvania or something. Yes. Maybe I'm wrong. But he's the one that uh, that's touting. He's, he's saying, buy this. My, I'm Joe Namath. And uh, they're using his name to promote sales. And uh, people are gullible. They fall for it. You know, it's uh, it's really unfortunate. There's a lot of that going on, and it is a name. It is a brand that's being used, you know, to bring you in and uh, for you to spend that uh, that dollar, or I should say, that five dollars today. So what you're saying, actually, if I own a Toyota Camry. I shouldn't worry about it. If you take care of the Camry, Howard, if you if you do the factory uh, owner's maintenance, you're never going to need it. I mean, uh, and, and, unless something crazy happens. Yeah, unless something. Yeah. Cra- you know, here's what I tell. It's, you- it's a philosophy of life. It, if if you look, when you buy any product, you know, they sell you extended warranties on everything. You go in and buy a toothbrush, they want to sell you an extended warranty. I mean, everybody that's a slight exaggeration, but every product now has extended warranties. Why? Because they're very profitable. So every time you go in there and you buy a product, uh, ask how much the extended warranty is, and if they whatever price they say, you take money out of your own pocket and you put it in the stock market or you put it in the bank or you put it into uh, bonds or you invest it in real estate, I don't care. Make a make a wise investment with that money that they wanted for the extended service contract, and if something does happen, you've got that investment to draw on, and you're playing with your money, not the house's money. So it's a... Here's a good way to look at it. A way to look at it. Every car is gonna have, it can have a mechanical, whether it's a Toyota or a Fiat. Uh, I'm, ama- I'm making up numbers. Uh, Fiat is, 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 has a 60% chance of having expensive repairs after the warranty repairs, and the Toyota has a, a, a 20% chance of having an expensive repair after the warranty expires. And it's got to roll the dice, you, Howard. <laughs> you, you, you know what the Fiat stands for, the initials? Something fix it. Fix, fix it. it again, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, Howard, did you know I was a Fiat dealer at one time? <laughs> I, I, I was a Fiat dealer. Boy, I tell you what. I, I had the most profitable service department. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't make much money when we sold them, but when we fixed them, we made a fortune. You only sold 100 of them, but you made a fortune on them when they came back. Rick? Earl, you were not exaggerating. If you go on Amazon and try to buy an electric toothbrush, 
there's a warranty for it. I figured, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and back to your question, Howard, you know, if everybody took care of their vehicle, uh, like Rick, and forget, you know, that he's a, a tech and, and what he does for a living, but uh, he looks at this vehicle like it's his baby. I mean, uh, he knows uh, things about his vehicle that, um, uh, you know, like a human being, uh, like a little baby, the baby needs fed. He just is very attentive to that vehicle's needs and therefore what would he do with a warranty that's great thank you for your information i really appreciate the show oh uh, th- we appreciate day. you howard absolutely okay. uh, rick what okay. were you gonna say well i got a comment here from kirk in west by god virginia he says when the f and i guy started telling me i absolutely had to have this vehicle service contract for my investment i said well, you must not have much confidence in the vehicle you're selling. <laughs> <laughs> Love that Love comeback. <laughs> Kirk, you are awesome, dude. I'm telling awesome. you. You get the award. <laughs> you know, the other, I, I just, I, this is probably going to bore 90% of the audience, but uh, the warranty companies, here's, here's why Warren Buffett is one of the world's richest men. Insurance companies, they don't have to pay taxes like other companies do. So, so if, if I, my insurance company that I have, that uh, I go out and I sell a bunch of uh, uh, warranties and extended service contracts, and then I take that, I don't have to pay any tax on that. I, I invest that in the market or where I want to invest it, and I don't have to pay taxes on the insurance until the premium earns out on the policy. So uh, any insurance policy, if you have a policy that's five years or 10 years or two years or whatever it is, you pay pro rata. I know I'm getting too technical for most people, but trust me, the money you save on income tax on insurance companies is phenomenal. That's the reason insurance companies are so lucrative. Extended service contracts are insurance companies, basically. So that's that's why you see so many of them, and that's why Rick just informed me that you can buy an extended warranty on an electric toothbrush. Every manufacturer now has discovered how lucrative insurance companies are. So they form an insurance company. They don't have to pay taxes. They defer the taxes. They sell the warranty for whatever they want to charge. I mean, it's just a great deal for the seller. Sure is. Great point. All right. Okay, before we get to the Mystery Shopping Report, I want to thank Rick. I want to thank him for enlightening me about the Barracuda. And ah. um, back when I purchased it, it was a Chrysler, and that was between uh, 1964 and 1974. Well, Rick told me that uh, it will be... They're, they're looking at it. They're looking it, at it. Dodge is, is, is going to uh, take a look at it, and uh, mm-hmm. it may very well be out there. Don't know when, but it's... Uh, you know, it's part of the conversation, which makes me happy. I might be driving one of those classic muscle cars. Um, now, back to reality. Uh, we are going to go to the Mystery Shopper Report. And uh, we mystery shopped uh, Greco Ford Delray Beach. And uh, Angel Lightning did a fantastic job, as well as Stu. And uh, you can be part of the, uh, you know, voting on uh, whether it's a yay or a nay. And uh, you can do so by texting us at 772-497-6530. We would like you to grade the Mystery Shopping Report. Again, that's 772-497-6530. 
now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, it's been so long since we've uh, done uh, Greco. Is it Greco or Gre- Gre- Greco? Greco, yeah. yeah. I was just looking it up here, how to pronounce Greco. I love Google. <laughs> anyway, uh, Greco, um, they were a New Jersey outfit, uh, and they came to Florida many, how many years ago? Oh, gosh. 20? I don't know. And they started out, I guess, just like they always do, one here, one there. And they own a bunch of stores now. Greco is a family with uh, three brothers and and a father. Fathers, I think, retired, and the three brothers um, started expanding down here. Yeah. Okay, uh, Greco, well, Greco, right? Greco, Greco Ford, Delray Beach, Florida. Last week, we were horrified by what Agent Lightning, that's our mystery shopper, uncovered at Napleton's Chrysler Dodge Jeep used car outfit on North Lake Boulevard in Palm Beach Gardens. It was a world record list of expensive, unwanted items. I mean, it was a world's record. I, <laughs> it was so much stuff that Stu didn't even want to add it up, and I think Jonathan added it up, and when he told me the total, uh, it was, it was, $8,000. Your calculator blew up. Yeah. I got the little E, you know, where it doesn't give you the answer. Yeah. So um, it was just, there's no limit, I mean, to what what they will do to you today when you're buying a new car, or used car in this case. Uh, the extra, extras made Naples the actual price nearly $8,000 higher than the advertised price. <laughs> I choke. I choke when I see this. I'm choking. I'm drinking Rick's water. (laughs) State law. Ashley, are you listening? Ashley Moody, Florida Attorney General. Florida law says the advertised price uh, must include all charges except government fees. And Napleton, in this case here, we shop. He's a repeat offender. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, everybody's got him except you, Federal Trade Commission. Uh, $8,000. He's had $8,000 to the advertised price, Ashley. Do something. Anyway, um, adding insult to injury, Napleton highlighted Car Guru's great, uh, a great deal certification on the listing. Uh, th- and this makes me so angry. And uh, Stu, and, I mean, they're competitors to, uh, to us. I mean, all the, all the dealers that do this nonsense. So here we have these third-party companies like CarGuru and AutoTrader and Cars.com and all of them, right? All of them. I think so. AutoTrader was new. CarGuru did it from the beginning, and uh, AutoTrader in the last year started to do it. Or longer, yeah. AutoTrader. So when you go to these third-party sources... You're probably going to have a price that is thousands of dollars lower than the real price because the dealers are adding these uh, uh, hidden fees. Simple. It's just inconscionable. Unconscionable. Inconscionable. What is it? Unconscionable. Unconscionable. Unconscionable, yeah. Car Gurus, Auto Trader, and other used car websites uh, uh, rate prices from bad to great. So you go there and you say, oh, I'm going to go into this car dealership because that's a really good price. Well, it's a great price that the dealer told CarGuru, but they don't tell CarGuru just so they don't tell you the hidden fees that they're adding on top of it. So 
Um, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the only good uh, you're going to get from Auto Trader or Car Guru or the rest of these is they, you'll find the car that you're looking for. And that's a service, I guess. So then you go to that dealer that has the car, and then you start to beat them up to find out what the out-the-door price is. And that's where the challenge, and that's where you're going to get screwed in the long run. So not only do consumers get duped by the dealer, they get duped by the third-party uh, listing site. And how much do you want to bet salespeople are telling customers, hey, <laughs> car guru, raw traders, great deal. And and they'll put a sticker on the car, right? And, they, and they'll say, what about all these fees? And like, well, Auto Trader says it's a great deal. That's all concluded in that. Yeah. yeah of course they're going to yeah. say it's all included. They're going to lie to you, yeah. After Naplin, the next uh, obvious mystery shopping target was a, a Greco store. It's true that we've documented a gradual improvement in their behavior over the years, Greco. But we haven't shopped. Well, they were, they were really bad when they first came out. Yeah. The Mazda dealer in North Palm Beach, what a joke. Um, but they have they, they gradually they gotten better, and uh, we haven't shopped them in the era of big prices, meaning thousands over MSRP, let alone on the used car lot. Maybe we're predisposed to thinking the worst, but I can't help to think the excesses and temptations of today's market may be too much for the Grico brothers. See, I'm reading my printer copy that doesn't work too well. You gave me the new one, but I have notes on this. Agent Lightning found a used 2021 Ford Bronco Sport with 30,000 miles listed for sale by Greco Ford for $34,228. I mean, well, there it was. That's a copy of the... Uh, and, they, and they copied our old logo. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. That's our old one-price logo. <laughs> yeah. So they said, okay, here it is. Here's our price. Okay, here's the report. Speaking as if I were Agent Lightning. I arrived mid-afternoon, walked in the side door, made my way to the front desk, and was greeted by a friendly receptionist. I was just telling the receptionist I was there for a used car when Lex approached to him, introduced himself. He asked me to, uh, blah, 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 blah. I, I, my printer isn't working. Well. Oh, you got, you got to read my copy. He asked me to follow him, yeah, and I, I know, did. Yeah, I have notes on my copy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, Lex pointed to a desk, and we walked over to it and sat. He opened a laptop and asked me if I had a specific model and or price in mind. I told him I was budgeting around 28000 to $30,000, but depending on the vehicle, I could afford to go up a little higher. I told him I was interested in a smaller SUV, and I'd been searching online and was intrigued by the new Bronco. I've heard a lot about the new Bronco, too. Get a lot of PR. Lex stood and asked me uh, to follow him out onto the lot to look at the inventory. Apparently, uh, he, had, he had something in mind. We walked by some Ford Edges, and he dismissed them as base models. I agreed I wasn't interested in them. We found the Bronco I'd seen online, same model, same stock number, no price on the window sticker. Twice, twice second week in a row. Napleton yeah. didn't have the price. On yeah, this. no price on the window sticker. So here we, uh, here we have a situation uh, <coughs> where uh, we actually specifically identified a car. Uh, Agent Lightning, being you know she does this for a living, uh, you know partly. Uh, she knows to look for the stock number 
when you go into a car dealership and you want to find a car that you've seen advertised, you've got to get something pretty specific, a VIN, a stock number. you really got to, you got to nail it down because bait and switch is the name of the game. If you just come in and say, I'm looking for a white Bronco, you might be led to a different white Bronco than the one you saw advertised. So... Uh, in this case here, uh, actually, Agent, Li- Agent Lightning is is using far more sophistication than you would. How many people would look at the stock number? Right. And, and she, then, she had, I know that she had the picture on her phone, so yeah. when she stood up there, she yeah. had others yeah. listing, and she started looking at it. So if you can identify the specific car that was advertised, you're miles ahead. They're still going to try to get you, but you're miles ahead than if you let them Put you in a different car. That's that's the definition of bait and switch. Advertise a car that you can advertise for whatever reason, very low, and when they come in, switch to something else that looks the same, and that's how they get you. It's like what I do to pill to pill my dog. <coughs> I bait him with a spoonful of peanut butter, then I shove a pill in his mouth when he ah, when he opens his mouth. Yep, I like that. Actually, I, I put the pill in the peanut. You butter. Trick him every time, huh? I give him the peanut butter. Okay, um, the window sticker did say one price advantage, but there was no one price. <laughs> I told Lex I thought this was the, the uh, I, I do, read, read the first sure. sentence. <clears throat> I told Lex I thought this would be way out of my price range. Yeah, okay, I got to read the next line, and he replied, "Not necessarily." He said he'd have to look at the price, so he pulled out his phone and opened an app. Smiling, he told me the price was a little over 34000 I smiled back, asked him if there was any chance of it being discounted. He said the price could be negotiated. So what, is, what, what does one price advantage mean? Yeah, he didn't like discount. He said, yeah, well, you can't discount, but we'll negotiate. Uh, Lex, uh, Lex excused himself to get the keys so we could take it out for a test drive. I waited uh, by the car for just about five minutes before he got back, and we took it for a spin. On the drive, Lex told me what a hot product the new Bronco is right now. I told him I knew that. That's why I thought I couldn't afford it. I told him I hoped he was getting my. I hope he wasn't getting my hopes up. We returned, went back to sit at the same desk. Les asked me for the phone number. I came up uh, in the system. That's where I get nervous. And he asked me to verify if my address and my email were accurate. But sure enough, they didn't bust Agent Lightning. She'd been there before, and as Stu pointed out earlier, so many people come in and they don't buy. It isn't a big deal. They don't remember you if you don't buy. And, and the other thing, the, you know, notes, there's a lot of things these systems can do. But and, they don't do it. Most, most places, they help use the basic things just to get them organized, but yeah. there's a lot of stuff that doesn't yeah. get used. Yeah. I confirmed everything was still the same. Uh, Lex asked if I was planning to finance or pay cash. I said cash, but wouldn't mind seeing some financing terms. You know, uh, I tell people when they ask you that question, don't rule out financing. You don't have to say I'm going to finance, although I recommend you do if you don't mind being a little devious. When car dealers think they have a shot at you in the F&I department, that's where they make a lot of money financing the car. 
they don't, they'll, they'll come down in the negotiation a little lower because they know they're going to have uh, the big shot at you with the financing. Not so, these days, but they'll lose money on the, on the front end of a sale. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's no, true, no, no. But, but they could still come down a little oh, bit. No. Instead yeah. of 8000 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, but in the old days, they yeah. would lose money on the front end of the sale if they knew they were going to kill Ex- you in the box. Exactly, exactly. So... Uh, word is when you're going if they don't rule out financing say you're going to finance or at least you're considering financing that'll make it a little easier to get some flexibility on their price that they hit you with up front he stood up said he'd be right back with my pricing he returned with a worksheet the top line was 34,228 same as the online listing well sounds good so far but wait he added here we go $1,649, add this up, $1,649, the certified activation fee, that's what it was. That's original. Yeah. yeah. That's very typical. It's a used car. Yeah. It's a certified car. They're charging them for the warranty, but they're calling it a certified activation fee. I like that. That is a new one. We should have a a list of these. I like that. Certified activation fee, $1,649. And then another $1,999. For re, re, recon, recon, yeah, recon, reconditioning, reconditioning, $240 for a Zurich shield. And they, we talk about shields and that kind of stuff. It's all nonsense. Uh, Zurich, got, you know, Zurich has got, you know, Switzerland. That's got to be honest. Uh, $132.95 in taxable fees. Taxable fees is the test. If they tax the fee, it's not a fee. It's a profit to the dealer. If you have to pay sales tax on it, it's not a legitimate fee. And here's the biggie, well, close to the biggie, $999 dock fee, $999 dock fee. So now here we got $5,028.95 in extras. That is a lot of extras, folks. So the real price over the, uh, the advertised price was nonsense. The real price was thirty nine thousand two fifty six. Do you hear that, Ashley Moody, Florida Attorney General? Break of the law. Not the one price advantage thirty four thousand two twenty eight as the ad claimed. I picked up a laminated sales prop touting one price and laughed, <laughs> saying, <laughs> "So much for this." Lex asked me what I'm thinking. I think I'm going to kill you yeah. with this laminated. Yeah, uh, yeah. She should have said, I'm thinking you're a crook. But she didn't do that because she didn't want to be argumentative. I told him I thought the miles were great, but the extras were not. He said he'd, uh, he'll speak with his manager about what he could do. And, of course, Agent Lightning. Uh, oh, and he, oh, yeah, he, I was going to say she walked. She didn't walk. Uh, he went and got another worksheet this time. Under, uh, under the sale price, uh, or $34,228, there was a $3,897 discount. That's a big one. Came down $3,897. Then they added the $1,649 certified, here we go, activation fee, the unique fee that we haven't heard the name of before. That's just a certified used car warranty. Um, and then $1,999 recon reconditioning uh the 249 zurich shield and the taxable fees of <clears throat> and the 999 dock so they took all the trash the junk fees added it back which 
you know, wiped out the 38.97 discount. So now they're only $1,131 higher than the advertised price, the one price. So that was a nice drop they made. That's three prices. Yeah. It's the three price advantage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I told Lex I would have to think about it, and he walked me to the door. I didn't even get to see the manager. Darn it. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, here's the end note. Greco's uh, Brock Sport. Well, Bronco. Bronco. <laughs> it's it's autocorrect, man. Yeah. They go crazy on me. Yeah, I apologize. Bronco is also, I like Brock. Uh, Bronco Sport is also listed on autotrader.com for 34228 and it's a blue label certified great price. We talked about that before. Auto Trader, shame on you. You're, you're complicit. You guys are you guys are like men around. They're, they're worse than complicit. They're pandering to the dealers because that's where they make their money, and uh, they're 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 co-conspirators. Auto Trader, there's a there's a class action suit, folks. <laughs> class action suit. It's so funny. You're right. They they do take care of the dealers. I was just laughing. I go, our Auto Trader rep texted me on uh, on Wednesday morning to ask me how I fared during the storm and when to make sure my family was safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the storm down here, guys, wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go, you didn't even call me to see how I was doing. <laughs> my own father. <laughs> well, I live on the ocean. Right. I and, didn't call you. And I didn't get killed. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, it, it was a joke, you know, the whole thing. I, I don't know. I, people get mad at me when I minimize hurricanes because the one on the other coast was terrible. Yeah, they, they so, can be bad. I just thought it's funny that my auto trader rep was worried yeah. about me. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I just, uh, for some reason now, the anger in me is surging for auto trader. I, probably because over the years I've really uh, hyped auto trader. Is a, you know, they, 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 they have every car listed. They are like the uh, the gathering spot in the world for car prices, and if you're looking for a car, it's still a good place to go to find a car. Just remember, the auto trader price is a lie, and if they rate a dealer as having a low price, it is a lie. They don't probably even examine what they, the dealer is yeah, they, doing. They don't know what the car is going to be. Yeah, they don't, and, and that's what they they use that as an excuse. All we know is what the dealer tells us. Well, that is, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. You know the dealer's lying to you. They all have the extra fees that they add in there. And because you're trying to make money by selling the dealer, you're, you're, you're afraid to offend them by getting the true price. Uh, Costco. I'll say is still the only game in town, although it's awkward and it's it's uh, it's uh, to to implement and, and understand and enforce. At least it's honest. They they tell the dealer if you have extra fees, you have to reveal it to the Costco member, uh, and uh, they some do, sometimes do it, sometimes they don't. But at least there was effort made. Costco Auto Trader. Cargo rule, they make no effort whatsoever. It's voting time. I was rambling well, on there. We had a, uh, a vote that came in from Jonathan Wellington the moment we said that we're shopping Greco. He gave him an F. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair, Jonathan. They did get better. But he did say, Greco, stop, say no more, automatic F. I think I, I'm going to say you were, you know, you were prescient in that, in that F. So um, let me check over here on Facebook. We got some wows, but no grades. I'm going to fail them. Um, my grade is an F. Uh, it was com- total bait and switch, complete illegality, and uh, it was just two, two bad weeks in a row. I'm disappointed. Okay, Rick. Got Negan one, F plus, way too many fees, 
But the plus is for the price drop. Uh, okay. Donovan, D minus. So much for one price. Tim Gilliland, D minus. Stay away. Rocky Blockateel, I give him a D. Mark Smith, D. Tom Steckel, C minus. They offset most of the junk fees. Scott Hunter, D. At least they adjusted the price, but still too many fees. Mark Ryan, D, yeah, D minus. Brian Sidlatko, don't walk to the door, run to the door. F. Extreme Rides, D. Their one price is one price plus thousands in junk fees. Uh, Rick, did you, looking, say, did you say a C minus? If you're streaming, uh, us, you're looking at the Greco family. There's the boys. <laughs> okay, uh, we're getting down to the wire as far as time is concerned. Uh, I uh, say uh, outrageous, uh, uh, shocking, shockingly bad, um, excessive. Attorney General Ashley Moody, help us. Governor DeSantis, you can help too. Earl, your vote. I got to give them a D. I, I'm not going to fail them. They're, they're, they're doing what everybody else is doing. Okay, ladies. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we thank you for joining us this morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. As always, we'll be right back here next week, Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. Have a wonderful weekend.